Beyond Synth 360. This is Beyond Synth Radio. B008.5. Coming up, Marco and Andy bring you the best music from the synthwave scene. The Marco and Andy Power Hour is up next. It's the Marco and Andy Power Hour. With Andy Last. You know I love ball schools. And Marco Marek. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I know you've been loving it. Hello and welcome to Marco and Andy's Power Hour. That's right. The best chat show there is. Yep, that's correct. And I'm I'm the Andy of that uh, duo, and you are Marco. That's right, I'm the Australian. And I am the Canadian, and uh, together we uh, listen to cool music and uh, catch up and have a good time. Uh, what did we do last time? I, I finally watched Miami Connection, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. And I thought I would keep it going by trying to watch some more movies that are on the list of uh, movies that people are telling me I'm supposed to see. And so I watched uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I started watching Enemy Gold, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel bad for uh, uh, who recommended it because uh, I wasn't too keen on Enemy Gold. Hard Ticket to Hawaii, definitely uh, a lot more fun and had some awesome action scenes and uh, there were lots of boobs. Well, I think we found your your thing, I guess, a little more. I, I know you were saying it before anyway, like the B-grade horror movies aren't so much your thing, but the action sort of... <laughs> cheesy action films from the 80s are probably a little bit more up your alley which is fine I love them too they're fucking hilarious yeah like I think my issue now like it is funny when there's like gratuitous nudity like it is it does make me laugh but sometimes with these B movies they can have these sorts of weird sex scenes that kind of go on a little too long and start to feel like uncomfortable yeah and I think that's why Miami Connection was so much fun because it actually didn't really it only had one sort of weird sequence of nudity and it was like that biker sequence Mm -hmm. and it almost felt like those biker women who like flashed their tits or whatever weren't told to do that like it looked like they actually went and filmed at an actual biker bar and those women were just like fucking with the cameramen yeah because it's so quick in miami connection it's so quick there's like two shots where like these biker women for no reason just flash their boobs and like one like drops her pants and like moons the camera and it almost feels like they just did that because that whole movie has that weird feeling of people just like making shit up but you know even though people love the room for example i don't think anyone really likes the sex scene because it's just awkward and weird and you see stupid tommy wiseau's ass and like it goes (laughs) on for too long and it's funny for the first few seconds and then when it starts to go on too long it's kind of like Ah, like fucking get through this. It's weird, especially if you're watching it with other people, you know? Yeah, it's always a little uncomfortable, yep. But if you're watching it by yourself, ooh. <laughs> when I first discovered The Room, it was like one of the the only times I ever had like a gathering at my place of oh, friends. God. and we, For that? Yeah, just for that scene, too. That's <laughs> we just watched that scene on the loop. Oh, God. No, I invited friends over and we watched it and everyone was having a good time and laughing, but that fucking sex scene is weird, right? Like everyone kind of has to start kind of talking to each other and going like, when's this fucking over? Anyways, let's get the show started. 
started and listen to some music, and then we'll fucking uh, we'll get caught up. Sounds good. So I want to listen to this one from Wave Shaper. Whenever I can't think of who to play, uh, I'll be listening to my playlist, and fucking Wave Shaper pops up, and he always makes cool music. And this is a cool song. This is the Engineer by Wave Shaper.
And that was Wave Shaper with The Engineer. We're back here on the Marco and Andy Power Hour. We'll talk about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I also have, uh, we got to do birthdays and some other things. Sure. Yeah, so when did, when did you first see this film? I saw it probably about seven, six, seven years ago. My friend of mine invited me over and she wanted to check out this movie and we ended up putting it on and it was pretty fucking hilarious. So I don't know where she plucked that one from, but I guess we're looking for cheesy 80s movies and uh, that one's got a bit of a cult following, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Over the years, it's really got a bit of a following. It's just amazing. Uh, so I, I touched up on it again. Obviously, I had to refresh a little bit and it's still pretty funny. There's some real iconic scenes in there. <laughs> I mean, I get the point of these movies and it is to like show people's boobs and stuff, which is fine. I still think you would still get all the humor if you cut the shots down a little bit. I'm starting to sound like a prude, but it's like, you first see some big fat boobs, and it's like, haha, you know, like boobs for no reason. They could just cut right after that, instead of having the scene go on for like so much longer, because then you're just sort of sitting there and like, okay, it's a weird sex scene where the lady's got a thong on, and I love like <laughs> Weird dialogue. Dude! Yeah. Okay, so this is something I had an issue with. There was, and I I kept on feeling stupid as I watched this movie. Do the jokes in this movie make sense? Because none of them made sense to me. Like, every time they would make a joke, I'd be like, I don't get it. And I feel like I didn't get any of them. Nah, there's a lot of bad jokes in there. Like, are they deliberately bad and don't make sense just to make you cringe? Or are they, like, anyway, yeah, it's pretty bad. I couldn't tell. Like, so even, like, the second the movie starts... And there's that soap opera guy, the lead actor, who, like, I'm sitting there like, why the fuck do I recognize that guy? And I'm like, oh, fuck, he was in The Bold and the Beautiful. Did you get that in Australia? Yeah, that's where you know him from. Yeah, I know. He was very well known on, on Australian TV back in those days, in the 90s especially, yep. The actor's name is Ron Moss, who played Ridge Forrester in The Bold and the Beautiful for 4,364 episodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know when there's just some actor, I mean obviously he's a recognizable face because like it was like he was like the main face of that show like if you would ever see it advertised you'd see his face but like that dude was literally born to play a soap opera guy. Like his face is like the cheesiest. You know like soap opera men they have like they're attractive <laughs> men but they're they're attractive in such a cheesy way. There's just a certain look to soap opera people. And he is like the prototype or whatever. Like just like when I think of a cheesy soap opera man, I think of that man, like his face. No, he does. And I don't know if that's just cuz we've been exposed to it, but he really is. Like his makeup and his hair was always spot on on that fucking TV show, you know, but he's probably the most recognizable character and I never used to watch these shows, I think my mum did a little bit, but you know, you come home from school and it's fucking on mm. TV, or you come home early or whatever, and it's like, ah shit but it's always his goddamn face, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's, he's pretty funny in this stupid film, although we'll, we'll get into the actual specifics here, but first you gotta play me a song Morgan Willis came out with a new album. Uh, I've really been enjoying this one. I think this is some of his best work in a while, to be honest. I, I really like this stuff. The album is Damia Club. Uh, it's available at Time Slave Recordings. Uh, there is some cassettes and vinyl available. By the time Andy gets around to editing this and uploading it, it's probably going to be sold out. So I do apologize if that's the case. <laughs> It's not my fault. There's only like seven cassette tapes left. But uh, no, it's definitely really good stuff. The track I want to play off it is actually the title track, Damien Club.
All right, and that was Damier Club by Morgan Willis. And that is a cool song, and we're back here with the Marco and Andy Power Hour talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. So on the topic of just weird dialogue, like the opening moment, the soap opera guy, which I was sort of confused again, this always happens with all these B-movies, where I'm sort of unclear as to who the main character is supposed to be, because the movie starts with him and the blonde chick, And then it's like, oh, so these two are like the main characters. But then he doesn't show up again for like half an hour. I know. I know. It's almost like those two girls are like the main characters. I think they're on screen more, probably. They are, I think. And... But anyway, so the the point is, the movie starts, and it's those two, and then there was this line where she's, I wrote this down as I was watching, I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, it says, come in here, the water is great. And then they go, are you kidding? I've got better things to do with my body temperature. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what that means like it's 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 meant to be a sex thing but i don't get it and if someone wants to explain it to me that's fine you should get in rowdy the water is great are you kidding i've got better things to do with my body temperature the next bit was amazing because he's just like (laughs) he's like (laughs) when they're in the boat it's just like can you blame me for trying and she's like yeah we'll try this and then just <laughs> drops her towel and her fucking big boobs. <laughs> I just started laughing. It was awesome dialogue. Fucking try this. You can't blame me for trying. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we'll try this. I did enjoy the title sequence. I thought that was fun and clever. How like all the actors' names were like written on, on crates. Crates, yeah. That was fun. The title song is really corny. So this is where fucking Miami Connection just wipes the floor with this movie in terms of music. Big time. I get what they're doing with the fucking Hard Ticket to Hawaii song, but it's like, I I didn't care for it, really. Yeah, the soundtrack's not really nothing to write home about. I mean, it's fine for the movie, I guess, but you wouldn't want to listen to it out of the movie, that's for sure. The Miami Connection soundtrack is on SoundCloud. The whole soundtrack? Yeah, like all the songs and the instrumental versions as well. So. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just love it how the, the female cast is pretty much entirely made up of Playboy Playmate models. A lot of those movies did that in the 80s, those cheap ones, and they didn't do a bad job. I mean, there was a lot of tits, obviously, as yeah, you yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> No, they did a good job. <laughs> I mean... That's what I call a good job. For their abilities, I guess. I mean, it's just funny. I mean, I'm trying to think what that other movie was recently that I watched that had just old Playboy Playmate. Oh, that Arnie Mays fucking meat pies had all just like, same thing, had like five Playboy (laughs) Playmates in it. (laughs) I was like, we're just going to hire them, fuck it. But I love the plot to this movie is amazing. You know, it's like two drug enforcement agents, you know, I killed... And then uh, there's a whole diamond thing going on with a drug lord, Seth, who is just the worst actor ever. And then, <laughs> and then he's trying to get these diamonds back. But meanwhile, there's a dangerous snake. That was amazing. I know. Just throw this thing in there that's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> a, a very dangerous snake infected by deadly toxins from cancer-infested rats. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Donna, Miss Dixon, I want you to listen carefully to everything I have to say. We had a snake delivered here for the Department of Health. Now, that snake has been infected by deadly toxins from cancer-infested rats. It's a very dangerous snake. It'll kill anybody it comes in contact with. Are you still there, Donna? Yeah, yeah, Dixon. All right. Now, my loaders made a mistake. You have the wrong snake. You hear me? The wrong snake. No, we don't. Don't tell me. I'm telling you. That snake, don't do anything that... Don't get near it. Dixon, we don't have the snake. It got loose. For anyone listening, if you haven't seen the movie, see it. It's on Tubi because it's going to be full of spoilers. I was genuinely surprised when the snake returned at the end. Like that moment surprised me because I'm like, I thought, okay, this movie's so stupid. They're going to just drop this plot and forget about it because <laughs> yeah. it's so poorly written. So the fact that it tied together in the stupidest way was like, all right, like, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that the snake is a monster. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. <laughs> It's funny, though, that my most memorable moment in the movie was, okay, there's the two death scenes and then also the final scene, which, yeah, spoiler alert, of course he shoots it with a fucking rocket launcher bazooka. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. A fucking snake. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, that's the definition of overkill, you know. that snake come from do you believe up through the toilet just when you thought it was safe to take a pee Oh, man. Well, look, let's listen to a song, and then we'll keep chatting here. I got one here, which is uh, a track from Wolf Club, but it is a Droid Bishop remix. So we got uh, two for the price of one here. This is California Days by Wolf Club, the Droid Bishop remix. Wanna take it
And that was Wolf Club with California Days, the Droid Bishop remix. And uh, I'm here right now with Marco, and we're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Someone also uh, recommended I watch Enemy Gold. Mm -hmm. And Enemy Gold, I think, is also another... If it's not Andy Sidaris, it's Andy Sidaris's wife. And his whole deal is every movie is always just chicks with their boobs out, kind of action movies with like female leads that are like action heroes, but they also get naked for no reason constantly. The thing was, this one felt more like a movie at least, whereas I started watching Enemy Gold and... It just felt a little too much like a softcore porn that I didn't really find it that funny. Like, the action wasn't really that great, and everybody really looked like porn stars. Like, the <laughs> men look like porn stars, and the women look like porn stars. They all have those 90s fake boobs. And it just felt a little, like, kind of, like, sleazier. Like, you can't watch this movie with the door open kind of thing, just because it just felt like I was watching a porn. And I think even <laughs> my wife heard the sound coming down, because I was watching it in the living room, and then she fucking, like, gets my son to like run is just like what's your dad watching or whatever and then he runs in the room and then I had to fucking stop the movie and then he kept on trying to run in to surprise me I'm just like does it literally sound like I'm watching a porn like uh -huh. I it's supposed to be an action film, right? So, Hard Ticket to Hawaii does have a lot of uh, gratuitous nudity as well, but there was something funnier about the whole experience, but I do like that every single woman in that film has a scene, a pointless scene, where it's like, I'm gonna go pick up those two from the airport, and then she just walks into a room and just takes her clothes off and then changes into a new outfit and leaves for no reason other than just like, well, we gotta see her boobs. I don't know, the writing is incredible in it. You know, like, there's that scene where they, they helicopter the little room Remote control helicopter arrives, you know, and the girls just happen to be there on this yeah. remote island. And they're like, oh, what's going on? And there's, okay, there's two little briefcases in there. The silver... <laughs> with diamonds and it's so ridiculous and then they almost get killed but they manage to flee and then she has one of the cases right with her in the plane as they're fleeing they're gonna fly back to the other island she doesn't open it up and have a look no no they land they wait they get in the spa half naked <laughs> and then she opens it up to have a look and then you know like just some of the right it's like wh who does that wouldn't you be fucking intrigued what was in that fucking why you almost just died and why would you just jump in the spa straight afterwards when you call the police or fucking <laughs> Or go hiding? Like, they just, it's just so random, you know? Like, I love it. Taryn, we need to figure out what just happened. Let's unload and hit the jacuzzi. I do my best thinking there. I felt dumb while I was watching because I'm like, is there something I'm not understanding here? <laughs> For the longest time, I didn't understand what their whole deal was. Like the two main blonde chicks. They're talking like they work for an agency, but then the one girl's in witness protection or something yeah. or got relocated. But then she also works for this agency, but then they're running this shipping company <laughs> where they fly planes <laughs> to Hawaii and deliver things. And it's not until like an hour and like 20 minutes into the film that there was a piece of dialogue where the soap opera guy is like that's some pretty good cover uncle sam gave you or something he's like yeah and then the, the shipping company even turns a profit or something so i'm like it took that long because i'm just like i don't understand are they agents are they like police but the one girl's she's a civilian she keeps on saying so weird. i'm like then it just i was so confused the whole time and then they fly this fucking that whole plane. civilian thing yeah she keeps mentioning civilian he's just a, i'm just a civilian like what so for the whole movie i didn't <laughs> I didn't understand what I was watching. Like, what are you two doing here? Now, calm down, Mr. Romero. We got some bad news. Yeah, boss. Uh, somebody beat us through the stuff. They got away. Looks like they almost killed you. Who were they? It was a couple of broads. Broads? 
you dummies. They got away on that cargo plane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Molokai cargo. Yeah. If brains were birchant, you'd have a clean cage. Then the soap opera guy disappears right after the start, and then he's not there anymore, and I'm like, yeah. okay, but I know he's in this movie because I've seen like some of those funny kills on YouTube, right? So this is where I finally realize, oh, mm. that's what these are from, because there's the fucking Frisbee death, and there's yeah. the rocket launcher death with the skateboarder the guy. The skateboarder guy is amazing. <laughs> which... <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll talk about because that was that was genuinely amazing. That really was. <laughs> but to be fair, that moment is forty five minutes into the film because that yeah, to me, that fun. to me was the biggest genuine laugh I had. Was yeah. like, okay, that is a fucking awesome death scene. <laughs> but it did take forty five minutes, and like before yeah. that, it literally is just yeah. women walking back and forth, going to spas, taking their tits out, some kind of story about an evil villain with diamonds or something. And then there's another bad guy. But look, how about uh, <laughs> how about you play me a song? Sure, I got a cool Outrun track that just came out. There's some great guitar work in there. It's really, really good. It's from Speed World, and the track is called NSX.
All right, and that was Speed World with the track NSX. And we are back, and by we, I mean Marco and I, for the uh, Marco and Andy Power Hour. We're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. What I found was that this movie just felt more like stuff was just happening. It didn't feel like there was any sort of thrust or trajectory to the film. Like, you know when you watch a movie and there's like a build-up and you feel Mm. like, oh, like, it's winding up to its conclusion or whatever. It just was like, stuff would just happen. Yeah. And then it would just be like, (laughs) now we're in this restaurant and there's just some weirdos talking and we don't know who they are. And now now this is happening and now this is happening and then even in the, the end of the movie after like the villain is defeated and then they're just sort of like well I guess we better go defeat the final bad guy and then they just go to him well Mr. Chang I'd say it's all over in a pig's ass he's saying a pig's ass yeah you want to come with us Mr. Chang that's very stupid oh bringing a knife to a gunfight yeah Oh, the... Sorry, I was going to say, <laughs> I forgot all about this, that the agency, when we finally see Soap Opera Man again, and he's got his, like, karate buddy with the ponytail, and then uh, the agency sends him a mission, but they send it in a little note inside a sandwich. Oh, my God, that's so bad. <laughs> uh, I wish they had a sent it in a spring roll. <laughs> it was so stupid. Cute the way the agency sends us these things. Too bad they could wrap it in a spring roll or something. I'm really hungry. There's all these awesome death scenes. I will say, I, I know I said before, my first genuine laugh was when that guy gets killed on the skateboard. But I did laugh at the start when the girls pick up the little tiny suitcases and then the guys go, they start shooting at her and then the one girl whips her billy club and hits the dude in the head. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Like, that was a funny fucking hit. That made me laugh. <laughs> so this whole subplot about the fucking... <laughs> The snake the contaminated snake yeah. and the the snake puppet was awesome first of all i loved that puppet <laughs> i loved how the bad guy was so terrified just at the idea of just seeing a snake remember like they're like trying to escape and it's nighttime and he sees a snake and they're not even near the snake the acting that that dude does like when he freaks out about the snake and just starts shooting at it mm. and screaming even though like it's nowhere near him like, i know it's got to be like 50 feet away it's like he just completely flips out it's supposed to be getting the diamonds and he just completely <laughs> loses the plot of what he's there for and then they end up having to leave. He kind of actually fucks the whole thing up because yeah, of this damn snake. And then one girl just totally just shoots him in the face. Yeah. Like, another thing too where it's like she gets one shot like... There's that restaurant they keep going to. Yeah. The maitre d' of that restaurant is like a real life, like Quagmire from uh, Family Guy. Yeah. He looks like Quagmire. Oh, yeah. He fucking dresses like Quagmire. And like, all he does is just say like horny, rapey things to like every woman who walks into that place. So bad. Oh, would you sit on my face? I got to the best seat in the house. Just sit on my face. It's like, what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> so bad. Mm-mm. Look at you two. Every shot of postcard. I'm going to give you the best seat in the house. Oh, and where's that? You can sit right here on my face. Why? 
Is your nose bigger than your dick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> Actually, that was one joke. I'm oh. like, I think that one made sense. That one made sense. That was a good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> there was another one she made though that she's talking about soap opera guy, and she's like talking about the size of his dick. It's like, oh, is it good? And he's like, she's he's like, oh, it's like four inches. And then the girl goes, that's not that great. And then she's like. But I measured him from the ground? I don't get that either. I said that to Jazzy. We were just watching it. But what does that even mean? It doesn't make any sense. I don't get that joke. I still don't get that joke. I'm like, wouldn't that make it even worse? If she measured from the ground, like, shouldn't it add inches? Like, I. That's the one that had me the most baffled, to be honest with you. And, like, I rewound it, and I was just like, I don't know what that joke even means. Like, I, I still don't. You know what? What? I'm going to ask ChatGPT. Yeah, go on. Can you explain this joke? I tell you what. You're going to play me a track? Well, let's go to a break, and then when we come back, I will see what ChatGPT says about this joke. Sounds good, mate. Hello, I'm Jimmy Groon. You know what? I'm on the street in New York. That's where I go. All right? New York City. I mean, you know what I'm doing here? I'm showing people Uncle Demetrius's goose goose. Sounds funny, right? Well, that guy probably wants to know. Come, hey. Hey, come here. Hey, fucking come here. Hey. Come the fuck over here, dude. Uh, uh, hi there. Yeah, okay. Just hi? Okay. Sure, yeah, hi. Try this. It's called, well, I won't even tell you what it's called yet. Try it first. Uh, what is it? Yeah, just shut up. Just try it. Well, like, do I need a spoon? I, you know, some people do. I don't. I don't think most people do. You should try. You should try it with your hand. Who is Uncle Demetrius? Demetrius? You don't know Uncle Demetrius? No. Uncle Demetrius, mm. I might add, mm-hmm. is very important. Okay. We're gonna. We're just gonna say that. Mm. All right. So go ahead and move on. A- an important chef? No. So, does it come in a jar? Look, we, we don't time for this, okay? Just get this thing and try the thing, all right? Just be nice. So, it, is it made of goose? Uh, I don't, I didn't ever ask, all right? Okay, so are you related to Uncle Demetrius? Mmm, no. Why did it take you so long to answer that? Well... Is Uncle Demetrius like an alias? He's not an alien. I don't know what you, what is that? No, it's... it's is it an alias? Like, is, is that a secret alias. code name? Ali- oh, alias. Alias. A- a- alias. Alias. Look, these are very, very important questions, but I need you to go ahead and eat the thing because I don't get paid for this until I can do it. Well, okay, man. Here we go. It's crunchy and soft. I, I don't think I've ever had anything that tasted like this. Yeah. And I want to know what it is. All right, he's eating it. He's eating it. All right, hey, thank you very much. All right, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Taxi! Wait, you fucking leave? Are you leaving? Yep, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn downtown. Thank you. Brooklyn you, downtown. Are you yeah. fucking le- you're leaving me here with this fucking jar of goose goose? Hey, you 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 tried it and you liked it. I, I'm out of here. I didn't say I like. I didn't say I liked it. You lo- it's delicious on you. That's what you said. I didn't say that. I said it was fucking weird. You're weird. You're fucking ugly, too. What the fuck? Fuck you, you piece of shit! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You look like a piece... You look like a piece of shit! You're a piece of shit, you fuck! <laughs>
Yeah, you tried it. <laughs> hey, remember Goose Goose, okay? All right, love you. Fuck you! Uncle Demetrius is coming for you! Good afternoon. This is God. Beyond Synth is entirely supported by the listeners. Awesome people such as Retro Serenade, Wayland Kasky Geospatial, Forged in Neon, Slade, and A Star Apart. You're the best. What? All right, we're back. This is the Marco and Andy Power Hour. <laughs> Chat GPT figured it out. Yeah, nah, did it really? <laughs> what is it? So tell me the truth, Don, about Rowdy. How's his stuff? Great. He's got four inches. Four inches? That's not so hot. Yes, it is. I measured him from the ground up. <laughs> Okay, this is ChatGPT's response. This joke relies on the element of surprise and subversion of the expectations. The joke can be broken down into four parts. Okay, she asked about the size of the man's penis. The other lady responds it was four inches, which Jane considers unimpressive. I I gave them fake names here because I don't remember their names. Then she comments that four inches is not that great. And then the other girl reveals that she measured from the ground, suggesting it was actually much larger than initially placed. Hanging near the ground, hang so low. Measuring from the ground, so four inches from the ground. Ah! Jesus, I got it. Like, while you were explaining it, I got it. I was like, of course. The humor in this joke comes from the unexpected twist in Sandra's response. I called her Sandra. <laughs> when Sandra initially says the penis was four inches, the listener assumed she was measuring in the standard way from the base of the penis to the tip. However, when Sandra mentions that she measured from the ground, it implies that the man's penis is actually much longer than four inches since it had to reach the ground and then extend an additional four inches. This surprising revelation subverts Jane's initial Initial judgment and challenges the listener's expectations, creating humor in the process. Mm. ChatGPT is awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I know you've been loving it. <laughs> it even gets humor. When I ask it stupid questions like that, it answers them and it totally just solves the problem. Because I would have gone the rest of my life thinking I don't get that joke, and now I fucking get that joke. Nice. So, anyways, we're here. We're uh, we're talking about. <laughs> Hard ticket to Hawaii. Uh, Speaking of that fucking restaurant, I don't know if you remember this, where there's just two guys sitting at a table and then some other guy walks in and then just starts talking about all the vitamins and supplements he takes. Yeah, that's so and, random. And and vitamin just, C, the most important one. <laughs> that scene just keeps going and it's like, what is this? The snake is killing people. Then we're just yeah. in this restaurant. And then there's like this one lady that worked at the restaurant who had the most makeup I've ever seen in my life. It clearly looked like a guy. As soon as I saw it, I said, wait, wait, something's not right here. And every female in this movie's got massive bazookas. <laughs> it's like, something's not right. You know what I mean? Like, it's obvious. Well, also, too, whenever they did the close-ups, there was so much makeup that I'm like, okay, there's something off about this character. Yeah, but then I... she talks as well, and I'm like, come on, it's a guy. <laughs> well, it turned out it was a guy, and uh, for some reason, even we see him in a thong when he's, oh, like, no. taking off his outfit. And it's like... I was like, he's actually got a cute ass. That's not bad for... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I can see why they put him in that role. There's all these weird things that would happen around this restaurant, and then all of a sudden this other blonde dude just shows up, and he's like some sportscaster, and then the the, the civilian chick is like, oh, I know that guy. That's what and I then it just say. cuts to them yeah. having s- this beach sex scene that lasts a whole day because it starts in the daytime and then turns to nighttime. She's got a thong on the whole time, so it's one of those weird sex scenes where you're like, but she's got bottoms on. I know. And then it just cuts to a scene of the snake where it's like nighttime and it's playing scary music and you see the snake and then you're like, oh shit. And then just cuts back to them again and it's still playing that cheesy porn music and that edit made me laugh a lot because it was like scary music for the snake and then it cuts back and like they're still in their sex scene. It's like the next day. It's like playing the same music, which is amazing. I know. It's easy. I was about to say the same thing. You're too much, Jimmy John. We gotta talk about the fucking skater. We do. But should we play a track first, though? Yeah, we'll listen to a track, and then we'll fucking do it. So, I want to listen to this track from Sebastian Svan. And this is fun, because I was going to play this track anyways, because I had it in my playlist. But uh, Sebastian also became a patron. Yeah! Thanks, Sebastian. Hey, Sebastian. You're a cool guy. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, I literally did have this track in my playlist lined up. So this all just, just worked out beautifully, but I guess he uh, he uh, signed up because he's been uh, listening to the show while he works, and so uh, that's cool and he makes cool music, so let's listen to it. This is Sebastian Svan with Come With Me.
All right, and that was Sebastian's Fun with Come With Me. And that is a cool song. And we're back. Marco and I are back. We're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. This movie does have some amazing kills that they're also designed to be funny, but they work. Yeah. So there's that guy on the skateboard for yes. whatever reason. Yeah. We've got to talk about that. Come on, in detail. That is ridiculous. Like, I don't even get the whole, where do they come up with this shit? They just... <laughs> So they, they know, like, they've been spied on, so they know that these two guys, uh, the agents or whoever the fuck they are, you know, the experts, are turning up at the airport in the morning. So they know. And what do they send? They send these two guys, like some skater dude. And so they're driving down the road after the airport, and he's just riding, doing a handstand on his skateboard. He rides past him. Why? The handstand skateboarding to scope out the guys who are coming? Yeah. <laughs> like, What? That doesn't look unusual at all. <laughs> oh, no, that was a great line, though, because, like, that guy must be smoking some heavy doobies or whatever. Yeah, that's right, like. some heavy doobies. <laughs> Hang on, Ronnie. We got some nutcase in front of us. Man, he must be smoking some heavy doobies. This whole sequence takes 10 hours way too long to get to the point. So then he yeah. scopes them out doing the upside-down skateboarding. Then... Turns around and then his buddy, like the Hawaiian dude, says, Oh, now we gotta shoot them or whatever. So then he goes back on his skateboard around again, this time with a blow up doll. He's using a blow up doll to conceal a gun. Yeah. And then then skates by their vehicle, shoots at them. In one shot, somehow, like, made the tire blow up and also hit the guy, but I think he got hit by shrapnel or something. I think that's what. That's what he's saying. He kind of in the peck, too. He looks like he's very suggestive with his peck. Yeah, yeah. And then, but the best part is, so then the way that they kill him is like, so that he shoots at them and then just sort of stands on the road with his skateboard and the blow up doll. And then they just, they just reverse into him, right? Just reverse really fast. And he just stands there. But the editing, like that scene is really funny. Like the way he gets hit. He just goes flying into the air, like completely like what? Like really far up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then while he's in the air, soap opera guy just pulls out a bazooka and and shoots him out of the air. And yeah, blows, blows him, up. him right a massive explosion. But then that's not enough. He shoots the the blow up doll, which is also in the air because he was hanging yeah. onto him when he flew up. He has to shoot that too. That's an example of a thing where it's like that was meant to be funny, but it worked. Because, you know, a lot of times with these, like, so bad they're good movies, people are laughing because of the incompetence or whatever. But, like, that scene was intentionally meant to be that way. Right, right. And it was very funny. Because, you know, if they did that movie now, in the year 2023, that would just be, like, some fucking shitty digital explosion. Like, they'd fucking download it off of YouTube yeah, or whatever. it wouldn't even be a real explosion. I know. It'd be that fake shit. Yep. So, at least this was, like, a real thing. They got a real fucking bazooka prop for some reason. And then the dude carries that bazooka around and situations that are like what like I mean, the one dude goes into the house and the weapon he brings with him in the interior location is this fucking bazooka, bazooka <laughs> like, yeah so what, a we- what a weapon to go into a house with but then they still use it inside too which is funny to me like there's like several scenes where they use that bazooka in the house yeah, like- it makes no sense but even before that they turn up at the house the agent is the cover oh drop some fucking what is she she drops some noise grenades what the hell's a noise grenade so she drops a noise grenade, almost lands on them. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's like you almost killed them with your noise, and it's, that doesn't seem like a noise grenade. It's just a fucking grenade. Well, also, <laughs> the point of the noise grenade, I thought, was to distract the 
bad guys so that they could then drive in. But then she was dropping the noise grenades where they were driving. So it's like your Jeep is already making noise. Like it's like you you just might as well just drive in and honk your horn. I mean, like what was the point of any of that? Oh, I forgot about the noise grenades. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Good. I've found that pretty funny. Um, look, play me some music. All right. Well, FM Attack has got a really awesome tr- new track that's out. It's just a single track, but it features his daughter Stella in there with some vocals. Um, it, it, it's really beautiful song. And yeah, it's called Timeless.
Right, and that was Timeless by FM Attack. And that's a cool song, and we're back with a cool show, Marco and I, talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Okay, there was another line, too. One man's dream is another man's lunch. <laughs> what do you feel? One man's dream is another man's lunch. You son of a bitch. Wait, oh, isn't it because he, he went down on that lady? I think so, yeah. I think that was the whole part. And then there's that weird sex scene, too, where uh, the fucking the soap opera guy has sex with the blonde chick, and she's sort of, I don't know if she's, like, jerking him off or whatever, because he just starts yelling really loud, and yeah, then the other what? two in, in the other room are like, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. You know, it's like this weird position where he's just sitting in a chair, and she's kind of just in front of him, and then, but he's just, like, going, like, ah, like, he's making these sounds, and, like, and the other two in the other room were like, I'll put on some music so we don't have to listen to this. And it was just, I just I was like, I, I didn't understand what was happening. I'm like, I guess she's wanking him or something. Like, it's, just, it's so weird. It is. I mean, maybe her tits were far down enough to read. I don't know. I don't oh, know what they were doing. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's a hard one to portray in yeah. softcore. <laughs> it is. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> what's, what's the artful way you can suggest a fucking... <laughs> I don't know. What is the polite... Is there a polite term for that? Oh, I, don't, I don't know if there is. What? Um, she was motorboating his cock? I don't know. I'm trying to come up with, with a polite... A polite way for tit-fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I can ask ChatGPD, but he'll probably say that mm. I shouldn't be swearing. It's an inappropriate word, yeah. Is there a polite way to say... He's going to get mad at me. Yes, there are are more polite ways to refer to it. One common term is... (laughs) 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 Mammary intercourse. Mammary intercourse, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this program you got is awesome. Or breast intimacy. Although these terms may be more ambiguous as they could refer to other forms of breast-related sexual activity. No, I'm going with mammary intercourse. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start using that memory. (laughs) Oh, they're mad at me. This content may violate our content policy. It might, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, AI. Yeah. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah. Oh, mammary intercourse. That's that's pretty good, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That is We're a learning friendly, a lot today. Yeah, it's a friendly fucking... <laughs> you could say that, you know, pretty much any situation. I mean, you'll get a laugh, but... <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, look... Uh, I, f- <laughs> yeah. I always feel bad after a segment like this is going to a song because I'm always just imagining the artist, you know, like they tune into the show just to hear their song being played and like just like, <laughs> what what happened before my song? Ah, some guys were talking about some mammary intercourse. <laughs> and- <laughs> hey, man, 
Listen, that's what the AI said. Yeah, it's not my fault. So look, I got a song here. Uh, we'll listen to this. And then we got to do birthdays. Oh, yeah. I got to do the, the April birthdays because we're in the middle of April. So basically, it's two weeks of belated birthdays and two weeks of not happened yet birthdays. I want to listen to this. Uh, this is a fun, funky track from Maya Kiltron featuring Format 440 or 440. I never know how to do numbers, you know? Oh, I like Format 440. Oh, so yeah, it's probably 440. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is Maya Kiltron featuring Format 440 with Guaranteed.
right, and that was Guaranteed by Maya Kiltron, featuring Format 440s. There's some fun, funky tunes for you, and I'm back here with Marco. We're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Uh, content warning. This show is filth, I guess. <laughs> this is probably uh, stupid to give a warning this late into the show. So, let's do some birthdays. It's time for Beyond Synth Birthdays. Now that's a game changer. We got some belated birthdays here, all right? So we're basically just going to do all the April birthdays. On April the 2nd, which was two weeks ago, (laughs) Mm. a happy birthday to Heartbeat Hero, a.k.a. Daniel. Heartbeat Hero's a cool guy. He hosts his own show. I think his show is probably, I I, I doubt they talk about mammary intercourse on Heartbeat Hero Radio. So uh, it's, it's a more polite affair over there. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, Daniel. I hope it was okay. And then we got the Axel Effect on April the 4th. I hope you had a lovely birthday, Axel Effect. And uh, keep on being cool. Happy birthday. And then on April the 7th, there was uh, Harkaden. Happy birthday to you. I hope you had a lovely birthday, Harkaden, a.k.a. Jonas. I think that's how you say that, right? Do you, or do you say... you? No, you say Jonas, right? There's no Jonas. Do people, like, not pronounce the J in Jonas? Is that a thing? You know what? Sometimes when people have names that start with J, and then sometimes they don't pronounce the J, like sometimes it's a Y sound. Johan is a typical one, right? But I think Jonas is Jonas, right? I'm like, pretty sure say, it is. I'm pr- pr- like 99% sure, yeah. It's gotta right. be. Everybody says Jonas. Yeah, okay. Have a happy birthday. So, Jonas, happy birthday to you, and happy birthday on April 11th to Mr. Magoo Samurai. Happy birthday. And those are the belated birthdays and we'll do the we'll do the the other birthdays in the next segment. Right. It's it's fun, you know. It's like, it's so many birthdays, man. You don't want to you want to blow your Happy w- birthday. You don't want to, you know, do it all in one go, right? That you want to be- blow your wad in one go? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I, I cut myself off. I feel like we're being too filthy uh, in this episode. Oh, why not? It's just a movie that's making you filthy. That's true. Let's talk then about the... Uh, frisbee scene? The frisbee scene, which I had seen before. Right. I mean, right. well, obviously, like, the main villain's death is amazing because he dies, like, 80 times in that fucking house. But, like... I know! <laughs> the, it's ridiculous. He's still not dead. The frisbee... The frisbee scene, though. It's almost like the same with Heart, with uh, with Miami Connection, how it's so important that they get rid of that band. That the bad guys have to get rid of fucking dragon sound because it's like the whole thing thwarting their plan. <laughs> and in this sequence, they just have to get past this frisbee throwing guard, and it's literally just one guy. I know that like they could have easily just fucking flew in on their helicopter and shot or whatever. But they have to do this elaborate thing because every day he plays frisbee at the same time with some lady. I know it's <laughs> the whole thing's amazing. The reconnaissance they do is like this is our way in. The only way in is the frisbee goes. So I could use that. You know, he's watching the footage. It's so fucking weird. Could just shoot him from a distance or sneak up on him. But no, well, you know, that's that's our avenue in is the frisbee. And then it's such a clunky scene, which is awesome. So he shows up. Yeah. Then he throws frisbee with the guy for a while, sends the lady away, and then has two frisbees in his bag. So he's got one frisbee that's normal, and he's got the other frisbee that's got razor blades in it. I know. <laughs> and then, oh, come on, let's see what you got, you know. And then he's throwing it back. And then he pulls out another one. <laughs> it's like, with races. (laughs) I love it too because he's like, he so obviously switches the Frisbees, which is my favorite thing. When the guy's Uh. waiting, just like he catches the Frisbee, makes a big show of putting that Frisbee back in his bag, then slowly pulling out the razor blade Frisbee. And then when he (laughs) throws... 
<laughs> that whole scene is awesome because they, they wanted to get revenge because I guess that guy's the dude that killed yeah. the... Uh, well, somehow they know it's him. I'm not even sure how they know that, but somehow they know it's that particular guy. So he just throws the Frisbee with razor blades on it and it just flies right into the guy's neck. And I think it like cuts some of his fingers off. As well. That was one of those scenes I just seen on the internet and just never had any context for. But I love after the dude dies and then the fucking soap opera dude does like a fist bump to the air. Yeah. And it's like such a fucking just amazing moment. Like it's so funny. <laughs> that scene was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty classic. Hey, Colleen. Got a great ass. So do you, Pilgrim. These are the things that are sort of holding the movie up. Like, I don't want to keep on bringing Miami Connection up. I really do think Miami Connection was just amazing from start to finish. Whereas, like, this movie, it still succeeds because it has a lot of amazing stuff. Like, those death scenes are amazing. But it was still sort of, like, uneven in places. And there was, like, some things that went on too long and just weird moments and stuff where you're just like, what the fuck is going on here or whatever. But then every so often there would be a moment that was genuinely like, okay, that was great. Like, the Frisbee death was great. The fucking rocket launcher to the skateboard guy was great. And then the next thing, which we'll talk about after we uh, listen to some music, was the... uh the death of the bad guy yeah. which was just a fucking amazing sequence but we gotta listen to some music so uh do you want to play me something sure i got a new one here from uh perth boy my hometown ben busanovsky he's got a great new italo disco track uh it is called miami amore <laughs>
All right, and that was Miami Amore by Ben Busanovsky. That's a fun name to say. And I'm back with Marco, who's a cool guy. And we're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. That's right. Oh, before we do, I should probably do the rest of the April birthdays. Yeah, that's right. Because we got some more. We did our belated ones. Now we'll do the ones that are coming up. Like Mr. King Koopazilla on April 21st. Happy birthday to you. You're a cool guy, and I hope your birthday's all right. Happy birthday. And then we got Dennis LaFunk, April 27th. Dennis, hope you're doing all right, dude. I haven't talked to Dennis in a while, but hope you have a good birthday, man, because you're a cool guy. Have a happy birthday. And then finally, April 29th, we got Mr. Gimpson, right at the end of the month. So I hope you have a lovely birthday and keep on being cool. Happy birthday. If you want a birthday shout-out, uh, you know, it's uh, one of the Patreon rewards, man. If you join the Patreon, and then you just uh, let me know when your birthday is. But it's it's really not that much of a prize anymore that I just sort of <laughs> do it once a month and half the birthdays are late. And Anyway, so we got to talk about the death of Seth, the bad guy. Well, there's because there's two main, like there's the main bad guy who's the super evil guy, Mr. Chang. Mr. Chang is just like a, I don't know what that accent is, and he's supposed to be half Asian, but he ain't Asian. That's ridiculous. Anyway. Mr. Chang. This is Seth. I trust you have received your payment. We need another shipment. Last time your courier came up a few kilos short. So after they go to that house where they drop the noise grenades and then soap opera guy shoots the guy out the window with a bazooka, Mm. then they rescue the kidnapped woman who is uh, Edie, and then they kill everybody else, and then as they're driving away in the van, Edie's like, so who got that bastard Seth? And that's the moment that they realize that they never killed the bad guy. (laughs) So then, soap opera guy just drives out of the van on a motorcycle, just away. Like, they never really stay where he's going or, like, what the plan is. I know. And then we cut to, it's nighttime at the main blonde chick's house, Donna. I should <laughs> I should probably know her damn name. I kept <laughs> I kept forgetting what her name was. And uh, and Seth is just at her house, and he, like, he still wants the diamonds. Yeah. And then they fight. And then Donna kills him, like, several times. So first, like, she shoots him with a harpoon gun, and then he's on the ground, and he's, like, not moving, and then he gets up and grabs a knife and tries to surprise her, and then Donna grabs a knife and stabs him in the stomach, and then he dies again. Oh, no. Then, uh, Donna is exhausted from, like, the whole ordeal, and she's, like, sitting next to the toilet. She's, like, wiping some blood off of her with some tissues, and she goes to flush the toilet, and then the, <laughs> and then the snake comes back and <laughs> smashes out of the toilet. That was a big jump scare. <laughs> that was a big shot. I was like, what? What just happened? Oh, it's the fucking snake. I should have known. Especially the way the snake just makes the toilet explode, and there's even, like, a light and smoke coming out of the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And then Seth gets back up with a knife and a harpoon stuck in him, just long enough for the snake to just (laughs) bite him on the face and kill him for the third time. (laughs) And then Donna shoots the snake in the face a few times, and I guess it's, like, immune to bullets. But then the soap opera guy just comes crashing through the walls on a bike. Yeah. And then he pulls out the bazooka. Of course. They're like eight feet away or something from the snake. I know. Like the idea of using a bazooka like that close range to shoot a snake 
<laughs> and, and all it did was just blow up the snake's head. It's ridiculous. And that scene, so he's got the bazooka. He just seems to know that he needs it, and he's, he's in the house. I know, it's ridiculous. The whole house would have fucking exploded. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but the scene before where he turns up at the house, he's trying to shoot that guy with a pistol from long range, and he can't hit him. I'm like, how is he deciding which weapon to use where? You know, because, like, this... <laughs> anyway, it's pretty ridiculous. I think that was one of his, like, lines of dialogue, because he can't shoot... He can't hit anything with a pistol, but the only thing he can sh- hit people with is with the bazooka. Like, it's so it's stupid. so ridiculous. I know. Uh, do you want to play me another song? There's a new album that came out, slightly different, I guess, uh, that's been appealing to me. Uh, it's a little different. Basically, Synthwave mixed in with some uh, Japanese female vocals for the majority of the tracks, which is a really nice style. The artist is called Nightstop, and the album is Dead Girls Don't Dance. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out, something a little different. And the track that I really like off it is Nightfall featuring... Pinky or Pink 2? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know because yeah, because the, the one eye is lowercase and then the two at the end. Yeah, so my apologies, but I'm sure you know people are going to get confused with that name when you made the name. So there you go. What can I say? Yeah, it's so crazy, eh? Because it's like if it was Pinky, you would want those two eyes at the end to be lowercase. Right. But if they're uppercase eyes, then it is like, is that Pink 2? Anyway, let's listen. <laughs> <laughs>
That was Night Stop from the album Dead Girls Don't Dance. And that track is called Nightfall featuring either Pinky or Pink 2. Let me know in the comments uh, or whatever. Just message me and you can tell me I was wrong and then I will... uh disregard your message (laughs) and i'm back here with marco we've been uh talking about hard ticket to hawaii yeah so i think that was that was pretty much it right like so i enjoyed it but i don't know i feel like in the future i would probably rather just watch the highlight reel than like watch the movie again you mean for that movie or you mean for like movies in the future you're saying like no for that movie oh yeah yeah, for hard ticket to to hawaii like yeah. yeah, like, y- you watch the fucking the bazooka scene, the frisbee scene, and the final death scene, and maybe a couple of the shots with the snake. That's all you really need to do. Yeah, yeah for sure. You get it. For sure. I mean, I-, I skimmed over it when I watched it again, too. Like, there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, all right, I can skip through this and get to the... I've already seen it before, so I kind of know where this is going, but... Oh, you remember last time, last episode, yes. and I told you I got an email from this this German place talking about ball schools? Yes. Well, guess what? I got another email. Oh, my God. Really? I think I understand what this is now because this email had an Instagram link. Yeah. So it was another one from fucking Liba Altern the Ball School or whatever. <laughs> and I translated it and, it and it said, Dear Ball School parents, today we turn to you with three requests. One, the ball schools will not take place during the Easter holidays. Mm-hmm. Two, Due to an ever-growing number of waiting list places, we are forced to introduce the following regulation. If a child is absent four times in a row without an excuse, they will be withdrawn from the group. Balls. So then they had this thing, and they, they had a, an Instagram page called Werner Tug, and it's like, um... Werner Tug. It's a fucking, like, a rec center where they do, like, sports. Oh. It's like a volleyball thing or something. Huh. It looks like either a rec center or, like, the gym of a school, and either... It's it's like separate from the school because they keep on calling it the ball school. And even in the English translation, it's they, they call them ball school parents. So, <laughs> so <weird. laughs> 
Now, to be clear, I don't know why they're sending this email to me, because I do not have a child enrolled in the German ball school. But yeah, so I'm still getting these letters. But I think I did figure it out, because seeing the Instagram page for Werner Tug, I was like, okay, like, sorry, Werder Tug. Oh, I you said Werner. Werner sounds more like Wiener, you know? So I was like, what kind of fucking school is this? But, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, the, no, it's, it's Werder Tug. W-E-R-D-E-R. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Well, I guess uh, things are a little different over there, but just bear in mind that if you do send your kid there that uh, four days, you know, is unacceptable absence in a row. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do say that uh, a short message with, unfortunately, my child will not be able to come today is already sufficient as an excuse me. That's what they, uh, okay, that's what they so said. So remember that, Andy. Yeah, I will. I think so. <laughs> you know, I love ball schools and... Jesus. I also love uh, cool music, so you want to... Uh, we can probably wind down. We're done today. Yeah, I think I've got one more track, right? Yeah, man. I think we covered it pretty much everything, yeah, on, on the, that I wanted to talk about. It's it, it's it's a fun movie. If, if you haven't seen it, you you really should check it out. I got a new uh, song here from an uh, artist called Wellside. I think he's been featured on your show before. In the last year or so, this guy's really been impressing me. Um, just really good. Broad range of music, I guess from synthwave to chill synth or chill wave, whatever you want to call it. But this guy's definitely really good and he's one to watch. He's only got 123 followers on SoundCloud, so make sure you check him out. His new one is called It's Like That and as it says in the in the description setting things right and letting it go
Adelaide, and that was Wellside with It's Like That. And I've been here with Marco, and uh, we were uh, talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. So let me know if there's uh, other movies, you know, you want us to check out. I think Marco's seen a lot more of these than I have, so a lot of it's just me finally watching these movies. I still think, I think Miami Connection is going to be fucking hard to talk. It is, it is. I really think that movie's very funny, and someone actually just messaged me with their list, or no, they were commenting on the YouTube channel. They mentioned some other movies that I actually agree with are pretty awesome. Uh, Riccio is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. You've seen Riccio, right? It's like martial arts movie with like extreme gory violence where it's like a guy fighting in a prison. I can't even explain it. He's just, he's in a prison fighting his way out and there's like these kind of boss battles where he fights like the tough dudes in the prison and the fights are like really over the top oh, violence. Oh, I have seen that one. Yes, I forgot the name of the movie. Yes, yes, of course. I've yeah, seen it a while Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Ricky O is a fucking awesome movie and so is the other movie the guy mentioned which was, oh, Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop Samurai is Cop. awesome. Yeah, that's good. A cult following. I mean, most people know that one too. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So those ones are ones that I I enjoy, and they're they're not as awkward as like the kind of the soft core porn ones. So I kind of want to find a few more of those. We need to see Megaforce. We got to see Megaforce, dude. That's that's got to be on. Where here. can we see it? Is it is it on Tubi? Let me see. Let me see. Because I don't think it is. You, you know the one I'm talking about, right? It looked like it's a Mad Max kind of yeah, deal. Kind of, yeah. But uh, I will find somewhere for us to watch it. Well, if you figure that out for me, and then and then we'll watch Megaforce. Because uh, pre- I haven't seen that one, and it, that's been on my list for a while. It's uh, It looks pretty cool. Just honestly, I know I don't want to keep talking about fucking Miami Connection either, but I just wanted to say, I think the, the reason that movie is so, one of the thing, main things about it is because they're not trying to be funny really either, like a lot of the scenes they're genuinely trying to make a serious and, and trying to make a point as well, like the whole basis of the movie is, is almost like being there for each other and, and it's really good message they're trying to bring across, but it's a fucking movie with ninjas and, and you know what I mean like it, it's so yeah, weird, yeah. they've got this life philosophy of being there for each other and Taekwondo is, is not just self defense, it's also, you, you know what I mean like it's a way of life and all this shit and i think that's what makes it funny because i don't i don't think they're trying to be funny that's you know what i mean yeah i think at the end of the day these andy sadaris movies of which there is a shitload <laughs> and they're yeah. always about these female agents who are also porn actresses the thing is they are tongue-in-cheek right right so they're all they, they know that they're cheesy silly films which is fine mm-hmm. you, you know we've talked about this before where like I, I don't like these new movies that like try to pretend to be b movies mm. what i but i don't have a problem with movies that are schlock like some directors just know they're making schlock like it's just like i am making a fucking movie that's you got titties and you got machine guns and you got explosions and you got a guy on fire and like there are those type of movies i just don't like it when people are sort of like they try and pretend to make a bad movie so they purposefully have people act bad Mm. that's the stuff that i don't really like i know another b movie i really enjoy is death stalker 2 death stalker 2 is funny i like that movie i don't know if i've seen the second one the second one i like more than the first one the second one's kind of funnier it's more of a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing like even the guy who plays death stalker he's the one he's one of the dudes from um chopping mall oh classic yeah and he's death stalker and it's that movie's it's more funny like it's got silly puns and stuff but it's uh it's got a great score first of all it's got an awesome synth score and it's funny it's got this awesome uh there's a wrestling scene with with a uh 
one of those female wrestlers from Glow. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, but it goes on a bit too long because I was watching it the other day. It's a funny scene, but it's like, oh, this scene's like three minutes too long. <laughs> like if they just fucking yeah. trimmed it. But that seems to be the problem with a lot of B movies. There will be a thing that's funny and then you're just like, okay, cut the scene now. Like I get the joke. It was awkward and weird. You can still get the laugh. And like, mm. I think like Hard Ticket to Hawaii, you could probably cut this movie down by like 40 minutes and it would still be as funny. You could still keep on just the beginning of every nude scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just every time they take their tops off, you just get the point. Oh, they took their tops off. They got big fat boobs. Uh, ha ha. And then you move on to something else. Right. And then like, you know, you still get the point of everything, but then, you know, you tighten the movie up a bit. Uh, not that anyone cares to do yeah. that. <laughs> I think a lot of those old movies I think it comes down to editing with a lot of those old movies right it's like fucking just cut it already for yeah. Christ's sake <laughs> I mean sometimes that's funny yeah. like sometimes there is scenes that are funny because they go on too long like Samurai Cop has a lot of great ones like when the fucking when the angry sergeant at the police station or whatever he's like yelling at them and he's like pointing and then the camera the shot just keeps going and then he's like kind of slowly sits back down in his chair and like for some reason the <laughs> shot is still happening and it's like yeah. shit like that is funny forgot the cut yeah or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> but look listen you have a lovely week man we'll do we'll do and i uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show and if you haven't checked out the movie please do it's pretty fucking funny and i'll see you next time andy i forgot to say i saw the fucking super mario brothers movie whatever well oh, i'll did. save that wow. for the Maybe next time, yeah. We'll do. A, maybe we'll do a. a we got to do a roundtable soon, right? Yeah, it's we, been a while pretty, since we, we did do one of those. Very soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do one of those. We'll talk movies and shit. Okay. Anyways, all right. Have a lovely time. Have a lovely time. What the? Fuck? I will have a lovely time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid. All right, and for everybody else uh, uh, listening, have a have a lovely time to you. And uh, if you if you like the show, consider supporting it uh, on Patreon, PayPal, all that stuff. And if you have any suggestions for me for some stupid movies, let me know. I love your goodbyes. You always you're really good with like the hellos, but the goodbyes you're so bad. Like we're opposites. <laughs> hey man, it's only been ten years. All right, what, you expect me to be good at this? <laughs> Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.